0: There's a spectrum. Some people will have more frequent delusions, more frequent hallucinations.
1: I know tons of schizophrenic people and none of us have the same symptoms. It's completely different between people. So how can you diagnose me off of a video?
0: Michelle, welcome to my safe space. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You were at my office a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, and you're an incredible artist. I have your art in my first office and you're really inspiring because you are an entrepreneur you are an advocate and you're someone living with schizophrenia who is not afraid to say it and also you're shattering what people think schizophrenia is supposed to look like or what they think it looks like so i'm so excited to have you here today
1: thank you so much for having me i'm glad you're excited i'm excited too yeah
0: (laughs) tell me about how you started to become an artist
1: I started to become an artist in Mm -hmm. general Mm -hmm. well i mean everybody likes to just draw when they're little and i just kept on drawing and drawing and drawing and i ended up actually like going to college for graphic and web design and i just kept doing the whole art thing till then and keep doing it and one summer i i was working at a sleepaway camp and during my downtime well actually i went to walmart great store walmart really handy place i love it's so walmart. much stuff you know it's <laughs> a super center and all and then i bought myself a sketchbook and some magic markers and i started drawing just some like doodles just kind of like find some good ones to show you that one's not that good how long ago was this i started drawing these maybe back in like 2009 wow and i was just drawing stuff like this Just different doodle designs, filling up the whole page. I found myself just like dealing with anxiety, dealing with stress, just dealing with everything in my head would just go away if I just drew really detailed, really just intense kind of artwork that just went around and around and it never stopped. Let me try to find some more really like just, 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 just. That is really detailed. Just like, it just took a while. So... What I did with this art, and i keep I keep drawing like this, I turned it into art like this.
0: Mm, that is beautiful. Thank you. Where do you get inspiration for your art?
1: You know a lot of my inspiration comes just from my anxiety mm. but there was this artist, I think his name was Chuck Close, and he did amazing portraits. And he painted like you, you thought it was a photograph. And then he was in a horrible accident and he was unable to move, really. And he was in a wheelchair. So then he put a paintbrush in his mouth hmm. and he started painting amazing portraits that way. Wow. And I thought like that's so resilient that even after your injury, you're making amazing artwork. And I was just like, you know... That guy kept on going. He didn't quit. He didn't give up and he's still amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: just like, that's just really something that is inspiring.
0: And it sounds like it was therapeutic for you because you were saying that when you were feeling anxious, you put a lot of that into your work and it's so intricate. Like one of the ones that you showed me had nothing like there was no blank space. Yeah. But it wasn't chaotic. It was still like a beautiful picture. And art is therapy. I know that we use it every day in my field to help people to deal with anxiety and to distract them away from negative emotions. Yeah.
1: I feel like when you're drawing, you forget like everything around you and it just the artwork that you're thinking about. You just get rid of all of the everything around you that you don't want it around and it's just focus on the art that's what you're doing and that's what it does for me
0: you and i talked a couple of months ago about high functioning conditions and about how if you're not you know say if you're someone living with schizophrenia and you have a job and you have a partnership and you have a business sometimes you don't get the sympathy the empathy than if you were lower functioning and sometimes you even get a lot of hate right? Like you were saying that some people have really nasty comments on your very viral social media about questioning whether or not you have schizophrenia, questioning whether or not, you know, you should have that account talking about it. Tell us about that experience for you.
1: Yeah. So I I mean, I do post on social media all about my schizophrenia. I post my schizophrenia episodes that I have my couch that I just have like, you know, the thing is I post my schizophrenia episodes that I have on my couch. And the whole point is to show people that, Schizophrenia episodes can be completely non-violent because mm-hmm. when you think of a schizophrenia episode, you might think, oh my God, somebody's running around with a knife, running naked. Who the hell knows? You, who knows, right? But it's like, no, that's me on my couch and I'm talking to myself. And they're like, how did you just magically record it? And I explain like in the caption every time. I have a, a security camera that's always on and yet I get comments, oh, magically recording it. Or, or I get comments like, you don't have schizophrenia, this is fake. Or this is a fake video. And I'm like, who are you? Are you yeah. my doctor? Because like, if I don't have schizophrenia, I'd like I gotta tell my psychiatrist <laughs> as soon as possible, because this person on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok is telling me I don't have schizophrenia. So my doctor must be wrong, right? Because that this comment is it must be real, right? Because these people on the internet don't they know more than my doctor, apparently. Apparently they think they do.
0: Well, it's a lot of it is media and how schizophrenia. Is portrayed. You know, people think that it's someone who is constantly having hallucinations, constantly paranoid, constantly disorganized. And that's not the case. And like every other thing, like depression, anxiety, there's a spectrum. Some people will have more frequent delusions, more frequent hallucinations. There's even scales that I use in my research assessments where I'm trying to see how someone's psychosis is improving or not improving, that it's a scale of sometimes zero to seven for some of the items. So it's like, okay, okay, so some people are going to be a zero on some items and some people are going to be a seven. It doesn't mean that you don't have it. It just means that you present in different ways. Right.
1: There's such a different spectrum. Mm-hmm. Some people have different kinds of hallucinations that I have. Like we all, I know tons of schizophrenic people and none of us have the same symptoms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're basing my symptoms off of somebody else's symptoms, you can say that they're not alike. I mean, why are you choosing? Like, it's not, it's completely different between people. So how can you
0: diagnose me off of a video? Yeah. And some people don't even have hallucinations. They just predominantly have delusions and paranoia. Right. So it's like, sorry, you're not a psychiatrist. Stop diagnosing right. people.
1: But I do uh, want to mention, I do get a lot of amazing comments and I get people saying like, you know, you help me understand my son more, or my mm-hmm. husband more, things like that. So I do, do get some good comments as well. I just want to make that clear.
0: <laughs> and I love your content about how to talk to someone, how to really communicate with someone when you want to help them, when you want to support them and they're living with schizophrenia. And I wonder how, how did you come up with that content? Because it's so helpful and it's from your perspective. So it's very unique and it's needed.
1: I mean, it's just how I would feel somebody would talk to me. It just, you know, don't like infantilize people mm-hmm. all the time. You know, you're not like a little baby, you know, people can do things for themselves. And if you. I feel like if you treat me like a baby, I'm going to act like a baby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people like to be real people, treat us like actual people.
0: Mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll be okay so what would you say to someone who let's say they have a family member who is not doing so well they don't want to take medication because a part of schizophrenia is not believing that you have the condition and believing that you don't need medicine it's a challenge right so like how do you support your loved one when they're in that mode where they're just like in denial they don't want to take their medication and they're they're not doing well
1: it's hard and having insight into your illness is one of the hardest things i would say you know you got to be like really really patient maybe get a peer to talk to them or a friend to talk to them and just be patient work with the doctor maybe say like if you don't like this medication then you can try a different medication because not everyone's gonna like the first medication they happen to be on i know that for sure with me i did not like many many medications that i was going to be on Mm -hmm. so if if you don't like that medication maybe you need to try a different medication so d- don't always feel like oh i don't have schizophrenia because this medication doesn't work for me just because like if just like if you had a headache you know you wouldn't say like oh i hate tylenol it's terrible i'm never taking a headache medication again no you might try excedrin or motrin or aleve or whatever i can name every brand name i guess but if you have schizophrenia and you want to try a psych med and that one doesn't work why would you just stop trying other psych meds? It doesn't make any sense. You have to find what works for you, find what works best, and then you're, you can see your life improve. And I, I know this because this is what happened to me. I saw my life get better. I was happier, less angry, and I noticed people liked me more also. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I went, and I
1: enjoyed life way better.
0: And also you have your art, you know, that keeps you, I, I'm assuming that keeps you going. Like you you love what you do. Yes. You're an entrepreneur. And so one of the challenges that I see is that a lot of people feel like they don't have that. They don't have, let's say they were working and they had an episode and the workplace didn't understand what they were going through. They got fired. And then they don't want to go out into the world again because they just feel like, well, what's the point? Like, why look for another job? They're just going to fire me. So I find a lot of people feeling discouraged when they're living with schizophrenia that like, it's hard to find work. It's hard to make friends. It's hard to date. I wonder, you know, you've been through a lot in your life. You've been misdiagnosed, you know, you've been through many jobs and you found your way. I wonder what your advice is to those people who are just trying to figure out what to do with their lives.
1: I have worked in corporate graphic web design jobs in New York City. I did it for five years. I think I had maybe 10 to 15 jobs in almost every single industry you can possibly imagine. And I was fired from every single one of them. So it was a good and a bad thing because I became very well-rounded in design of all of these industries. So I was able to make my own business. And that's what I did with my business, Schizophrenic NYC, because I could do that. So for other people that are like, you know, not doing well with finding jobs, you know, sometimes you have to find that job that you can really thrive in. Maybe not, maybe that's not the job you always wished you could have, but it's that job that you can thrive in. And that's kind of like what I did. Like, I mean, It was just every single time I got fired, it was just like, oh my God, again, I can't believe I can't do this over again because I've had these jobs that I thought that I wanted so badly, but I just couldn't thrive in them and they weren't for me. I couldn't do it. So I had to make a job for myself. I started working for myself because I can't fire myself (laughs) or can I? (laughs) But no. So it's like you just have to find something that works for you. Do the best thing that you can do for you. And maybe it's not that job that you think you've always wanted. You make what works for
0: you. And that's kind of what happens. Have you found that there are certain industries or certain jobs that are more open and inclusive for people living with schizophrenia? Have you found that there are certain, from your experience working on all these different jobs, what have you found?
1: I found that that, that I enjoy a job more where you don't have to dress up. If mm. if you could, if It's a more relaxed environment where you're not, you know wearing super dressed up, it's more relaxed, it's more chill. Because once you go into those, like, you know, men are wearing suits, you have to wear the nice shoes and everything. It's a little, it's, it's like, this is more serious and they don't want you to mess up anything, things like that. You know, that's kind of the vibe I've gotten.
0: You are really I think I don't know if there's anyone else doing what you do. And it's just such a unique perspective. How did you get to thinking about starting those those videos? Especially the ones that are viral. With the me on my couch ones? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, okay.
1: The, okay. It's funny because I first started that because I was telling my psychiatrist, I can't stop talking to myself. And he's like, Well, what does it look like? Like, what do you mean? And I was he's like, get a video. And then I was like, Okay, let me try to get a video. And I just opened my computer to that like photo booth thing. I pressed record. I was playing music. And then I was kind of daydreaming or something. And then I was like, oh, what happened? And I hit like stop and I played back the video. And I was making all these crazy faces, sticking out my tongue, making all these weird stuff. I was like. What in the world am I doing? So then I first, I put it on YouTube, but but said it's a private, and I sent it to him. And then he's like, did you put this on YouTube? And I was like, but it's private, it's private. And then one day I was like, you know what, let let me make this public. And then I just thought, you know what? People wanna see or need to understand what a schizophrenia episode can be. Because like, I think I said before, but like when you think of a schizophrenia episode, people think,
0: Right. danger yeah. yeah danger everywhere
1: <laughs> but like i seriously i have one where it's me eating pasta on my couch talking to myself is that dangerous maybe i'm eating too fast but that's not dangerous
0: yeah mentally ill people are more likely to be the victims of violent crimes than the perpetrators right Right, exactly. That's why I love this. Right. I'm mentally ill, I don't kill. Do this would, is one of the first shirts I bought of yours. I yes,
1: love it. <laughs> yes. Right, somebody, in one of the videos, there's my dog was on my couch, and somebody said I had to get rid of my dog because I was going to hurt it. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's my dog. Right? And then other people make comments like, your dog is giving you weird looks right now.
0: It's so interesting because no one's saying if, like, you go out and you have a beer or you're drinking or you get drunk, no one says, that person shouldn't drink anymore because... If you really knew the stats, if being intoxicated makes you more likely to hurt someone. Yes. And being schizophrenic. Yes. (laughs) And they're like, you shouldn't drive. And I'm like, I know people with schizophrenia who
1: don't drive, but I can drive. And they're like, you can't drive. That's actually a question I get asked all the time. Can you drive? And I'm like, yeah, I I can drive.
0: What are the other bizarre things that you get asked? Oh, God, I get
1: asked. I get asked what medication I'm on like all the time, but I don't tell people. But it's funny because that might pop-up, it's usually by like therapists and psychiatrists. Mm -hmm. They ask me what medication I'm on. I think they want to know maybe for their patients. That's so wrong. Isn't that bizarre? Isn't that weird? (laughs) Isn't that weird, right? (laughs) Or embarrassed for them. Or I get like, when did this start for you? How did you know you had this? Just just things are like old men always tell me this joke. They're like, Have you heard this joke? Roses are red and violets are blue. I'm schizophrenic and so am I. And I go, huh, it's a good one. Haven't heard it 400 times, (laughs) right? Maybe it's from something. I don't know what it's, I don't know. But old men really like telling me that joke. I've heard it so many times it's
0: unreal. It's really weird. It's well, really I have visited your pop-ups. They're great because you, people, I really, it honestly, I feel like people come to you and they just start pouring their hearts out to you. They do. That, the they do. They do, right? It's unlike anything I've ever seen. I thought as a psychiatrist that that happened to me, like at really high, uncomfortable rates. But to you, it's like another level.
1: It's, like <laughs> it's right. As soon as I say that I have schizophrenia, people are either telling me they have a mental illness yes. or a friend of theirs does or a family member does. And I just hear um, just stories, a galore, <laughs> everything. I hear everything from everybody, from everything. They tell me everything. One woman just came up to me one time and she started crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hello,
0: <laughs> how are you? Well, you know, I really think it's because you do something very beautiful in eradicating stigma, like th- by doing what you're doing and putting yourself out there, you're really decreasing stigma. So then people feel like, OK, well, if she can do it, I can do it, too. And I think I think that's part of it because I had I had to see it to believe it. And when I said I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> but I think it's because you do that and we and we need that. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. That's a nice compliment. Thank you so much. One of your uh, most popular items is the pill bottle. The, the pill, pill the boxes. Pill. Uh, Yeah. So cute. This is my favorite. I love how, you know, the compartments. um, I, I think it's really brilliant. All these things that support your life, support someone living with a chronic condition, making life easier, making life more beautiful, making life funny. Right. Right. This is what also contributes to decreasing stigma. Absolutely, right? So tell us where we can find you and what you have coming up
1: next. Sure. You can find me. My website is schizophrenic.nyc. My Instagram is schizophrenic.nyc. And my TikTok is also schizophrenic.nyc. But then my YouTube is just nyc, No dot.
0: <laughs> and lastly, we always ask this question because I study high-functioning conditions, when was a time in your life where everything on from the outside, people were like, oh my gosh, she's doing so well. She's killing it with her business and, and social media. And she's just doing so well. But on the outside, it looked great. But then on the inside, you were struggling and no one knew about it.
1: That happens every few months when I think that like, oh God, I haven't had an order in a while. I'm doing terrible. Nobody likes my job, my business. I'm going to be terrible. I'm a bad mental health advocate. But then I get through it because I get amazing messages and comments and things that are so uplifting and how I'm helping them and just by getting those I feel so much better about myself like maybe but maybe somebody else did something that was really cool this person sent me a personal message telling me how much I've helped them Mm -hmm. and I think that's really how I get through it
0: oh well thank you that is beautiful thank Thank you you. for
1: coming to our safe space thank
0: you for inviting me